2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey
1: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. I'm Ray. I am once again joined by my favorite co-hosts, Ryan, hi, and Derek. Yo, how are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Things are good. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're like ten seconds in. No technical issues yet. (laughs) So that's good. It's
1: a Christmas miracle. (laughs)
2: In
0: February. Derek's
2: used to 3D printing and having a technical issue every eight seconds. In so. all
1: fairness, one out of four podcasts have a technical <laughs> issue that poor Derek is not responsible for. Which,
2: which one is it this week?
1: I It's a month. Every month we have one that has something.
0: Podcasting on a budget. Hey, before we kick things off, since this show and the entire Heroes Podcast Network is from Kansas City. No, not I just the
2: entire Heroes Podcast did, network, the, is network is from Kansas City. The network
0: is from Kansas City. We do have, okay, so there's nine people on the did network. Did you put
1: water in my tea?
0: Oh, it was tea. <laughs> there wasn't much left in the glass. I apologize. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I did. That wow. happened. Anyway, I was like, that's what a shock. Is that
2: that is a shock. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: So th- there's nine of us who currently work on the Heroes Podcast Network. Uh, six currently live in the greater Kansas City metro. Seven of us are from at least Kansas City. So, And only one of us actually lives in Kansas City. That's not true. That's probably true. It is true. It might be true. I don't really know. I don't pay attention. Um, But either way, I just wanted to say congratulations (laughs) to the Chiefs on winning Super Bowl 54. And congratulations specifically to Andy Reid, who I am very happy to have finally seen get a Super Bowl title championship ring win. It's awesome. I'm very happy for him. And so I just wanted to throw that out there and say that. And now we can move on to the show, Ray. What are we doing this week on Screen Heroes?
1: So we are. I I let Ryan pick the topic. He suggested
2: this one wasn't even one that I like. You were like, Ryan, why don't you pick a topic? Because no. you never do that. And like we could have, you could have one this year. I was just like, you know what? Let's just let's just do this thing. And I yeah. was like. Anytime I throw out a topic, she's like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." Yeah, I don't do it very often. It's so.
1: true. So most of our schedules dictated by the movie reviews. We feel obligated to review to yep. see, and so we just kind of fill in the blanks on places that we don't. And this year, I've kind of taken a step back and <laughs> being so demanding with the schedule. And anytime Derek or Ryan are like, "Hey, we should do this," I'm like, "Okay." on there
2: yeah she's usually a little more excited than that but okay (laughs) Well, we'll take it (laughs)
0: <laughs> to be fair, usually this is through, like, messenger chat, yeah. so yeah. we don't really know how excited she is. No,
2: but, I mean, I, in my head, she's very excited. <laughs> Anytime I suggest something. it's true, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we have to, <laughs> to keep a really close eye on our schedule here because, uh, so this is episode 190, and if we're not careful, the New Mutants review will be episode 200, and I will be very sad if that's our 200th episode, so we've got to be very careful. Why, what if it's a great movie? I don't want to. I don't want that. <laughs> all right. I don't want it. I don't want to take that it's chance. It's a great movie. <laughs> I refuse to take that risk. I
2: mean, it can't be worse than a Wrinkle in Time, right? Oof.
0: I mean, I've seen worse movies than a Wrinkle in right, Time. Right. But have we reviewed sure.
2: worse than that?
0: Um, I don't think so. That's fair. Hellboy <laughs> was probably close. but um, I'd ra- much rather watch Hellboy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, all right, so then let's do news. You want to do well, news first? I didn't
1: say what we were actually Oh, you never doing. got to it? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you just kind of took over.
0: Classic Derek.
1: Okay, so Ryan read this horrible screen rant article and was like, we should do this. So we are discussing the cutest creatures in film and television and we haven't been able to come up with a reasonable definition of the word creature for everybody Yeah, so i
2: think we're all just kind of we're just it.
1: yeah we're just going off of what's cute what we find cute and you guys can tell us if we're wrong or not
0: but just in film no and no. tv i literally asked you that this morning No, we both said
2: and- film and tv
0: from the very beginning i only have have a couple on
1: tv i could get rid of that that's fine
2: i clarified this no no no. (laughs) some of mine are on tv so we're not getting rid of that that's fine is
1: there some from tv you want to add yes absolutely yeah
2: okay go for it i will i will will. we still have news to do do. all right let's do it all
1: right so cool stuff about uh super bowl had some fun spots uh for movies and shows.
2: Besides those, did you guys have a favorite commercial? Walmart.
1: <laughs> Walmart had a really good
0: commercial. I really yeah, they like can't afford commercial. to give reasonable health benefits or raises to their employees. But they employees, can pay they for can all those licenses. They pay for so
2: many licenses for a 30-second spot plus the cost of the actual commercial.
0: Yeah. No, my, my favorite commercial was actually the Groundhog Day commercial yeah with bill the murray, biggest surprise the of the commercial. super bowl
2: beyond this beyond the chiefs win even was how they got bill murray to actually show up on set for a jeep commercial
0: yep <laughs> i mean come on it was per- perfect. doing a sequel right. like to groundhog day on groundhog day for the super bowl i'm sure he got pr- paid a pretty penny oh yeah you
2: know they're already spe- they that- backed up a jeep full of money to his house i'm sure
0: I mean, I didn't time the commercial, but a one-minute a one. a one minute commercial cost over $12 million. Yeah, it was an average of $6 million, I think, That's for a 30-second spot. A little under. It was a little under that. It was like 5.7 or something. Um, so this was oh, at least $12 million as far as commercials go. I, I, I'm not sure. But I'm sure he got
2: paid a nice amount for that. And come on, it's not like he had to do much. What about you, Rachel? Did you have a favorite? Outside of movie trailers, and I'm stuff. really
1: upset about how much I liked the Boston <laughs> With Chris <talk>. Evans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty funny. It's it's hilarious because just like the night before or two nights before, I suggested to Derek an SNL sketch where. Uh, it's an infomercial, and a couple is just sitting down watching TV, and they can't understand a thing. So they have an app on their phone that translates like Jersey. It's called the Jersey Filter, and I was like, "And new the Boston Filter." <laughs> There's the wow. Smart Pac and. <laughs>
0: What did you think of the Jason Momoa commercial? That was my.
2: Oh, I was gonna say my favorite one. It was the Jason Momoa commercial. <laughs> I thought it
1: was funny. I don't know why people are like freaking out about it. I thought it was hilarious. That's what I, I feel like when yeah. I take
2: my Shazam costume off. <laughs> all my muscles are all of a sudden gone. Here's the big
0: problem with that commercial, though. I actually don't remember what it was a commercial for. Does anybody remember what it
1: was? A mortgage, Rocket Mortgage. Was it Rocket yeah. Mortgage?
0: Okay, see, I couldn't even remember. And that's not a good sign of a commercial, right? That no, I f- but you can remember the commercial, so that's what really matters, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I guess the big thing for us to talk about then was the trailer for...
1: The Marvel shows. The
0: Marvel shows. All of them yeah. that are coming out in the near future.
2: So, any favorite moments? They've been recording Loki for, like, two days at that point, and they still managed to show something from it, so that was surprising, but... Um, I mean, I'm most pumped for WandaVision in terms right? of like shows, but I think uh, seeing the stuff from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was really cool too. Mm. Seeing U.S. Agent and uh, Baron um, Zemo, Zemo, but without his mask. I want to see the mask. I know, and, I do too. You know, wondering how Falcon all of a sudden got strong enough to throw a shield into a tree.
1: He's been practicing this whole but time,
2: but that doesn't. I mean, I don't think it's a skill-based thing. Maybe for the accuracy, but like... <laughs> Maybe it's just the shield. It into a tr-
0: The shield already does things that it shouldn't be able to Maybe do. Maybe he's taken so.
1: roids. Maybe.
2: Like, so or they gave him Super Soldier's serum. I'm guessing in the first episode, there's a throwaway line explaining how he's strong enough to throw the shield. And I'm betting it's something like Derek's talking about, where like, there's Asgardian technology or a spell or something on the shield that makes it able to pen- penetrate things a normal man can't.
0: I'm just saying, like, the, the uh-huh. way Cap throws the shield, it still does things that have nothing to do with right, his strength. Right, he has super... Well,
2: but, but being able to penetrate into something is pretty much a purely a strength That is, but I think they thing. could
0: explain it away with it being just something special about okay. the shield.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, the shield, we don't know what its history is, because his got broken during the fight with Thanos, and this is one that he just showed up with at the end of Endgame, and it's different did it, is it different than the one he gave back to him at the end of the movie no 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 the one that he gave falcon at the end of the movie uh-huh. is the sa- this is the same shield but we don't know where it came from the past we don't know if it's an <laughs> alternate timeline or anything like that i mean we know it came from somewhere it is All kind right. of funny to me to th- think about uh cap stealing a shield from himself what
1: nothing (laughs) you guys just get into these things and i I like to make weird eyes at the camera when you do it nobody's watching us so it doesn't matter but still it's just funny uh they do this over the internet too (laughs) like these conversations are also in written
2: form but in written form i usually just decide i'm not going to argue with Derek because there's really (laughs) no point because he's never wrong in his mind so i just stop responding or give an emoji and that's it so WandaVision did some interesting stuff.
1: WandaVision looks insane. So it looks like it's going to mimic multiple family sitcoms throughout the last, I, I guess, throughout the age of television since the 1950s. And including
2: Full House, which is a fun homage to her sisters.
0: hmm Absolutely. I missed the Full House one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's
2: one that is clearly based off Full yeah. House. And I'm sure, I hope they go a little deeper with that just to like... It's a weird coincidence. You know? The
1: more meta the sitcom parts are, the better, in my yeah. opinion.
2: And it makes, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, in her mind. So why wouldn't it be, right. you know, more ridiculous and meta?
0: I mean, the more I see from it, the more interesting it certainly looks. Yeah. Right. I'm very excited to kind of see how they make all of this coherent for a viewer i'm looking forward to it
1: and she's been dropping all kinds of information about it like you find out how she's gonna get the nickname scarlet witch she's wearing the red unif- outfit uniform it from the comics It's clearly like, a
2: halloween costume it's gonna be like the luke cage thing where something he, yeah he shows up in the yellow shirt with the like manacles or, yeah or whatever they are in the headband the, the and it's, they make fun of him for it and that's Sweet basically Chris. what this is gonna be too <laughs> So everybody's all excited no, about that. No, it's clearly she's, like a no, Walmart Halloween costume. No, she's not like costume. really
1: wearing it, wearing it. Right. That's not like her normal. Any, anyone that has
2: a cape that yeah. like has a tie right here, like a Ruby's Halloween costume. Yeah, that's
1: not. But still. It is cool to see, I guess, if you're yeah. a big Scarlet Witch fan. And there are two cribs indicating her two children with vision, speed, and
2: Wiccan. And she is also pregnant in the one one she shot. So.
0: so I had a question posed to me today because I, I don't really know the marvel side as well from the comics so i know that she has the two kids in the comics they are with vision yeah she wills them into existence it's not is that like, how it works she just yeah. uses the yeah. reality abilities that she has exactly. to, to create them She
2: basically manipulates reality into creating them i read a lot about this yeah. after rachel and i talked about it the other day
0: so are they like biologically visions kids or they, they
1: have her dna in them
0: do they have and his, his DNA? yeah
2: i, I mean, mean i'm pretty does sure he have dna i don't, I don't know. know i don't know she willed it into existence. So if in her mind she's willing it to be the son or a uh, sons of her and yeah. vision, then I'm assuming that that's probably the case. Okay. Oh yeah, a, that it's was a, a weird question. question. I mean he's an android, so <laughs> right. it's hard to say. Yeah.
1: So yeah, a lot of Easter eggs in Wanda vision just in those few clips that we saw. And then the small bit from Loki, he is obviously captured by what is essentially marvel's like time police and the Legends of tomorrow (laughs) it's the tva and i forgot what it stands for the first word is time but they're basically the time police and it's
2: like time variance association yeah yeah that sounds
1: about right and clearly he's created alternate timelines and he's saying he's gonna burn it all to the ground and all the timelines yeah
0: good lord so, Ambitious. Fal- I mean, in Endgame, they created alternate timelines. Right? Nobody seemed to care then.
1: Right. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to lead into uh, probably some some of the more normal movies, I guess. Like, it's not going to lead into Eternals. It's right. not gonna lead in maybe spider-man do you, think maybe? That maybe, I don't know. do you think
2: that maybe u.s agent is actually gonna be the villain at the very end and like i know he's clearly gonna be like a oh he's antagonist. not a great a foil. guy right he's like, gonna be clearly a foil to yeah. the two of them but do you think he's gonna end up like i know they've said zemo's the villain but cle- but i mean it's yes possible. i expect
0: US, u.s agent to be the bad guy right. at some point He's not just going to think he's going to be like
2: the bad guy behind Zemo. And no,
0: I think he's more of the muscle.
1: I actually hope that like neither of them are working together because like six hours of television, there should be more than one. bad guy. Like, I mean, that was our biggest complaint with the Marvel Netflix shows is that, you know, one bad guy for 13 episodes is boring. Yeah. You know.
2: I'm but with six you. I'd be okay with probably if they were if it was a really compelling villain. Yeah. Which I think US Agent has the ability to be. And
1: Zemo does too, if they yeah. really play both of them right. So I don't know as much know. about Zemo, but That's fair. And then WandaVision and Loki both lead into Doctor Strange 2, which comes out
2: next year. So I think Wanda is going to be the villain of that show. <laughs> I mean, that, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. She's Wanda's her, her own, own worst. worst. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is super compelling. I'm very that excited. and, you
1: know, her family. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so uh, Cap- Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier is slated for August and WandaVision is slated for December. Mm-hmm. So those will both hit this year. And then Loki is spring. 2021. And they also
2: released a re- I think a release month for Mandalorian also, October. October
1: 2020?
2: Yep, Mandalorian season 2. Nice. Yeah, so we knew it was going to be they the fall. they really but... they got to be pretty far along in production I would think to be able to
0: Well, the positive thing is the way they film like the way they film Mandalorian is really really cool. It's yeah. very it's a new co- concept um, and it's very reusable. So they don't have to rebuild a lot of physical sets, even though
2: there's a lot of physical components involved and um, I was more thinking of visual effects and things like that. I mm-hmm. mean prosthetics for aliens aren't aren't cheap or quick to make, and uh, well that's you know, true. the actual vFX
0: well, so the vFX stuff is really
2: interesting because
0: all the environmental stuff is um being helped with by AI. Right, I was more talking
2: about the actual like visual effects on characters and ships and things like that. Rather, well, I guess it depends how much there will be. Sure, you know the first season didn't have like a
0: ton of aliens. You know, most the most that we saw were in you know stormtrooper gear.
2: So,
1: season two of The Witcher is going to drop January twenty twenty one.
2: Cool. Yeah. Are you guys going to toss a coin to Netflix and watch Mm -hmm. it? We watched the first episode.
1: Somebody.
0: First episodes
2: watched. I'll warn, I'll warn you that uh, you never get to see naked Henry Cavill, and it's really disappointing. I know. It's he's, actually really distracting. not gonna do that. Because there's several scenes where you can tell they filmed it going, man, th- 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 there was a negotiation somewhere that <laughs> they could not get him to take his pants off, because <laughs> there's some shots where it's like his butt is clearly supposed to be the focus, and it's... he had pants on for some reason in a scene that didn't necessarily make sense that way. So I'm not saying right, it's then. because I want to see Henry Cavill's ass. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but...
1: I mean, I'm curious. But, well,
0: we're going to be talking about The Witcher on Rey's, uh podcast series, Spellbound. Yeah, oh, okay.
1: yeah, that's my next Are gonna show. Are going to talk about
2: how freaking confusing it is? Because there's seven different timelines going on at the same time. They don't give anything to differentiate any of them?
1: Yes. Half the, char- <laughs> half the characters don't
2: age at all, so you can't tell it by the, by the character's it's, age? It's true. Uh, anyway.
0: Ray has to help me through it. So yeah. we'll get
2: there. It's so confusing.
1: My thing is with the show, the the mumble speak that they do in fantasy nowadays, like I, I am perfectly fine of hearing. I don't need captions. Why are you making me use captions? Just enunciate more.
2: <laughs> do you like Henry Cavill's voice? That he I did do. For I actually yeah. thought it was really, really good. I think
1: it's pretty, like, it's pretty great. It's kind of how I've always heard Girl to my head. Now, I've, only read the books I haven't played the games so that's different for me but it's a
2: great gig for him too because he doesn't have to do like any emotion really at all the entire time it's kind of like Arnold getting the first Terminator movie you know (laughs) all he has to do is be stoic the whole time yeah and that's it
1: yeah I mean that's Geralt everybody else around him is the emotional and and he has a
2: better he has a good range i'm sure cavill does but i mean this is an easy gig for him he's just got to do a gravelly voice and wear a wig
0: so the the hard thing for me in the first episode like we had to stop and put the subtitles on because there are so many proper nouns being used by people who are speaking in their breathiest voice possible that i was having a really hard time picking (laughs) up there are some breathy voices (laughs) yeah there are some breathy voices going on so that was helpful but you know Um, All right, so moving on then, uh, we'll continue down the the Disney trend, I guess, a bit. Um, We can talk about the Lion King controversy at a school. So I just want to throw this out there because I'm more upset with whoever the narc is in this story than with the licensing companies. But there is a school that showed uh, the new Lion King remake, whatever, um, at a fundraising activity. And somebody told somebody, and they were fined two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, which I guess is what it costs to to show the Lion King in a setting like that. Because they were also told if they ever want to do it again, it'll be another two hundred and fifty dollars. So I guess that's just the fee for that. For that, even though they owned somebody, used their personal copy. And um, you know, I get it. You have to enforce licensing, so I'm not as frustrated with the licensing company, which is not directly Disney that that handles this. But I want to know who went to a public school fundraising event, looked at the PTA, and thought, "I'm going to throw these guys under the bus."
1: Yeah,
0: because that's that's what happened. And the PTA has to cover the 250
1: fundraising thing. Like clearly, they need funds. What are you doing?
2: Where's the line? Like because. I've seen Walmart show the new Lion King movie and have it playing on all the not like a cut trailer or anything, the entirety of the movie playing on all their TV displays
0: in the store. In the store, I assume that that's part of the contract to sell the film, you know, or Crazy. something along those lines. I mean, I don't know. I that's a guess on it's my part, weird. right? Because I know that people do that, right? T- Target does that too. It's a you know, um, I, I don't know, but I assume that they have the permission to do so, otherwise, they would just get fined every day right yeah um or maybe nobody's narking on them i mean maybe but it seems less likely that someone would narc on a public school fundraising activity right because it's not like someone's monitoring that right i'm sure disney actually sends people in elementary school
1: didn't they show popular movies every once in a while like
0: well, we watched them in class. Right. But that's they were always saying. educational in nature. Like, we watched Glory. No, you we never watched saw, Gettysburg. like,
1: your teachers never showed a fun movie just for a day. Like, my Spanish maybe it's teacher. It's a half day or you're hungover or something.
0: My Spanish teacher would show us uh, Disney and Pixar films in Spanish because she thought that would help us, like, translate the language better because we were familiar with the films. And then around Christmas, we would watch a handful of Christmas movies, even though it was public school, like A Christmas Story. He's and, not
1: bitter at all, guys.
0: <laughs> um, some other, I can't remember the other ones. I always watched The Christmas Story because that was like the least bang it over your head kind of movie that we had as an option. So, all right. But, yeah,
1: my school showed popular movies all the time in class and at events. So,
2: well, they're going to get fined. So, <laughs> we <laughs> you had just narked on your whole Disney. District. <laughs> Disney's going to hunt him down now.
1: We had movie nights like once a month in the gymnasium.
0: So. maybe because those don't raise money maybe because this was a fundraiser oh it no it cost
1: a, like it would cost us a couple dollars we'd oh. bring in like a blanket and we get a little sleeve of popcorn and we'd watch movies I don't oh. know okay. but some
0: somebody decided to tell on these poor people so yeah that's horrible. i just wanted to talk about that for a minute um you guys want to talk about rick moranis a little bit
1: So rumor has it he is reportedly coming out of retirement for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids extension, reboot, sequel, whatever you want to say. And that's all the information we have. We have no idea for how big of the role it is, if it's a cameo or if it's like a huge part, how much they offered him. But
2: if it's coming out of retirement, that would imply something a little more than a cameo because, I mean, he's. He's he, done
1: a few cameos. He cameoed
2: in the Goldbergs as uh, Dark Helmet, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Did he? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Oh, I got to find that and, episode. Uh, it was
2: great. And, you know, he's done a couple other things. So, I mean, if that, that, and that wasn't considered coming out of retirement, apparently, because that wasn't, I mean, it was news, but it wasn't news like the ones that we've been seeing. So I assume it's more than just that. But who knows? I mean, everybody's trying to get those clicks. So. I don't know. Maybe. maybe And so you
0: had uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then it was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And then Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. ourselves, So maybe this one will be like Honey, I Shrunk. Ourselves and the Kid. I Shrunk Your Parents. And he's talking to his grandchildren. Mm. Because there's rumors that Josh Gad is going to be playing Rick Moranis' character's son in this movie. Right? So he could be talking to the grandkids and say I Shrunk Your Parents. And then you can kind of keep the trend of those different titles. And have it be a different group that gets shrunk by a different group. All
1: I can say <laughs> is that I was a huge Rick Moranis fan when I was a kid. I watched like most of his films because he did family friendly movies. And he was just, you know, best part. And a lot part. of them
2: were just straight up classic movies. I mean. Honey, I Shrunk the
0: Kids is fantastic. So good. I love that movie.
1: Have you ever felt so emotional over an aunt's Aww. death since then? Yeah. Like, I haven't. Was... Yeah, man. Anthony. No, not even that. It wasn't as it wasn't well the same. done as... <laughs>
2: wasn't the same. Auntie <laughs> I still step on ass. That's kind of mean.
1: They're just doing they their job, man.
0: You don't know that. I do. <laughs> All right. I'm their god. Mo- let's move on. Um, okay, so we've been talking news for a little while. Do we have any other news things that we would like to cover before we move on to our main topic?
1: I don't think so. All the other Super Bowl trailers, like... Fast and Furious Nine or F Nine and Black Widow or whatever—they're all available for you guys to go check out. <laughs> I
2: Black mean, Widow didn't really show anything new. Yeah, Han's I mean, there was back. A, actually the the, <laughs> kick, the shield kick thing. Uh, yeah. that he clearly learned from Cap because that's his whole thing. Um, was cool. So, yeah, but I think I agree. that was really the only new new footage that I noticed. There might have been some other small snippets, but
1: uh, Rachel Weiss is like almost fifty, guys. Just. Just
0: saying. Um, Speaking of the Fast and the Furious thing, though. Han's back! Yeah, Han is back. So the whole Justice for Han movement. Han is back. And so this sparked a trend of Han is alive on Twitter, which made a bunch of Star Wars fans (laughs) think that Han Solo was alive. And then they were really disappointed when it was a guy in the Fast and the Furious movies. But... Me, as someone who stopped watching the Fast and the Furious movies after number seven, uh, now has to consider going back and finding out how Han is alive in the ninth film. I guess their marketing worked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It very well may have. I mean, maybe they just know that seven and eight were that terrible. They're like, well, we got to give people a reason to come back and keep making a billion dollars. So we'll just bring Han back. Unless we're reviewing it. I can tell you that I'm not saying that. That's fine. So stay We're tuned for guys. our review of F9. <laughs> <laughs> it be the first time I've done
2: that for you guys.
0: We have never reviewed a Fast and the Furious movie on this yeah, podcast. True. But I did drag Ray to Furious 7, so I feel like it's only fair to make you
2: watch one of them. Why? I'm not married to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, though? I what? mean... What? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, your marriage is expanding, Rachel. <laughs> all right we
1: did not consent to we're it. gonna go ahead
0: and take a break and when we come back we will be talking about the cutest creatures on screen recently on the heroes podcast network echo station
1: well what's the main think... what's the main planet that indoor the forest moon of indoor it's a moon so it's there's a major planet obviously that it
0: is the forest moon of indoor is indoor the actual planet then
1: see th- isn't that confusing Is it the forest moon of the planet
0: Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House.
2: It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like, he's not gonna
0: die, is he? (laughs) Oh no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films, but anyways, it was just like, mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like... I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it off.
2: I'm like, you can't get to this point
0: in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and, like, whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples just were confusing to me because
2: they just... (laughs) They just make no sense. That is
1: our clip, by the way. Uh,
2: uh, but, I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So. Right? Like well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you
0: think that was the point he was trying to make?
2: <laughs> it's a much deeper <laughs> message. Yes.
0: Is Batman and Robin a heavily An allegory, social allegory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe today at HeroesPodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase
0: necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. We are back. So, Ray, why don't you tell people how we're going to be handling today's topic?
1: Well, Derek, it's like we handle Every other topic. We're just hey, gonna we
2: fly by the seat of our pants and we hope we that there's a go. podcast at the end. We just
1: go, man. It's
0: possible we have a new listener joining us this week. Oh uh, yeah, you totally. Never know. I... <laughs> we have ones of listeners out there.
1: Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Okay, so you go first. Who, oh, okay. Who is your first nomination for the cutest creature ever on film?
0: All right. Well, I feel like I should just get a really easy one out of the way that is probably on all three of our lists so we can just move on. And that's Gizmo from Gremlins. Mm, that's not on my list. Really?
2: Mogwai in general are. Yes, because I also think Daffy and some of the other ones are cute. Spike is pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Gizmo, I didn't. Gizmo was on my list, but yeah, Mogwai, that, that's fine. Um, For obvious reasons. They're, they're f- cute and fuzzy unless,
2: you know, you don't listen to the rules that. Don't quite make any sense.
1: They're non-satanic Furbies.
2: I do wish there was a little more lore to them. You know, you don't really find out much about where they came from or what they are.
0: (laughs) Hey, we've got good news for you, Ryan. There's a cartoon coming. (laughs) That's a prequel to the original (laughs)
2: Grubbis. But they're probably going to be super ambiguous about the lore anyway. And they really (laughs) don't know anything at the end. Well,
1: it's like, how do you do East Asian lore when you have a bunch of white people writing it.
2: <laughs> I mean, like... they've been doing it for, uh, you know, 70 years, so I'm pretty sure that they'll find a way. <laughs> yes. And
1: you know it'll go one of two ways, inappropriate or, you know, fine.
2: I do think that Daffy from the new batch, I can't remember which one he's from, but the really doofy looking one was is severely underrated in terms of cute creatures. I think Daffy was his name. I don't remember. I I can he's see got, the like, one the wonky that wonky eyes yeah. and like. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah, but I, I can definitely picture him. Yeah, he's. I think he's severely underrated. Gizmo's great, of course, but yeah. you know, you he's named our dog pe- Gizmo. I did name my dog Gizmo, along with like half the world that <laughs> named their creature Gizmo. So That's true. But yeah, I, I think my favorite Gremlin my way, is right.
0: from the second one, the one who learns to talk and he goes on the news and everything. Oh the yeah, the smart show. Gremlin. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Uh, Okay, cute. next up, guys.
1: All right, Ryan, you go.
2: I'm going to get one out of the way for Derek. Oh, yeah? Um, Porthos from Enterprise. Really? He's just a dog. But he's <gasps> a very cute dog. Sure. travels I, through space. I didn't think we were supposed to pick
0: like actual living creatures.
2: They're cute, aren't they? All right. And All it's right. from sci-fi. Okay. And he's exploring new planets with his master. Okay. I mean, I don't know. He's cute. Right? Do you not find him cute? No, Porthos is great. I love Porthos. Well, then what's your problem? They Though number really one, number this. one
0: definitely gives him a run for his money. I haven't watched it, so Picard's the new dog. What about mm-hmm. Spot? Does Spot
2: give him a run, run, give him a run for his money?
0: Spot, you never really get to see much of Spot. Spot's usually just around. Data holds him in really weird ways. He mouths yep. a few times.
2: Worf's awkward with him. So Porthos wins that so, argument. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, I mean, what do you say about a beagle that flies in space?
0: Yeah, the Star Trek's first dog. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he was, if, I, I'm pretty sure you might be able to correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure that sometimes he was the first one to leave, like, the shuttlecraft when they landed on new yeah, planets because he would run out into the grass yeah. and
0: everything. It was adorable. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, technically, he's, like, the first <laughs> explorer
0: of all these planets. That's a good point, actually. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Exactly. What about Ray? You, what about, right about you.
1: All right. All right. So, my first up is. Dang it. <laughs> my list locked out. Um, I'm going to go with Falcor.
2: It's a good one. The Lock Dragon.
1: Yeah. I love Falcor so much. I am in awe of what it took to build that puppet, that set. And he was just so wonderful. Yeah. as I mean, That's as a it. kid.
2: Everything really came together for that creature. I mm-hmm. really believe that that was a real creature, and I don't know if I it agree. was just, like, the way it was, an- well the, not animated, but the way it moved, or if it was the voice or the eyes, because the eyes are really what sells a creature on in movies and TV, if you ask me. So, I yeah. most of the creatures that we have on our list probably have huge eyes, because...
1: Like, as a kid, I just think he's, like, this fuzzy flying dog, and then I... I get older and I watch the movie more and I see that he's got these beautiful pearlescent scales mm-hmm. and you see him way more detail that went into it. And his laugh is so
0: he's soulful so and his voice
2: is just in general, like really comforting when he
0: tries to get the itch behind his oh, ear yeah. and he can't oh, quite so reach you. Reminds, reminds you of
2: your dog. Yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I
0: never really thought about him as cute. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh no. In, I've in always film, found him but cute. cute. He's great. Yeah.
1: All my stuff, except for like maybe a one, is gonna be like super furry and <laughs> big eyes. And
2: yeah, that's the thing like the yeah. thing that makes a creature cute when you start looking for it. Big eyes is like 95% mm-hmm. of the time. It's true. I mean, it's true. Yeah,
1: Derek.
0: Well, then I'll go in the opposite direction. I was gonna save this one to space it out a bit from Ryan's pick, but since you're talking about the big eyes, I'll just get rid of this one. And this is Tribbles. From Star Trek, they
1: could have zero. Eyes. Like the most
0: adorable creature in Star
2: Trek, across are the they, board. Though? I mean, people are like enamored a lot of, with them. I mean, I'm sure you guys looked up lists of cutest sci-fi yeah, creatures as well. They... They're at the top of a bunch of people's lists, and I really don't get it. It looks like like a cotton ball or a hairball. <laughs> like there's nothing cute about it
0: well the, it's like so you pull out in your the drain. in the lore in universe
2: the purring sounds
0: that they make actually have a soothing effect on most like biological creatures like us um, unless you're klingon they don't like the klingons in fact the klingons are very proud of their war against the tribbles where they destroyed the triple homeworld uh, that part so. makes it better yeah uh that's canon by the way it is
1: actually kind of funny how they handled the tribbles because what could have been the absolute cheapest day on set for just one tribble ended up probably being the worst (laughs) day for the costume designers because you know they had to make those instead of like prop guys so i think (laughs) that i mean and now now with the trouble with trouble with edward edward yeah those were done like mostly digitally i bet but you know back in the 60s for the first couple episodes that did this yeah (laughs) well so uh,
0: if you haven't seen the short tracks episode the trouble with edward and you like tribbles at all i highly recommend it oh my
1: god it's so much fun because it's
0: pretty great and pretty kind of far out there and it's short it's only like nine nine minutes or something all right ryan you're up
2: okay i'm gonna go a little more obscure here uh Puck Marin from Flight of the Navigator.
0: He was on my short list.
2: Yeah. The the if you don't know the name, it's the little like bat looking kind of creature that had like a hand foot that would hang <laughs> from the like branch and have the berries that were part. bigger than its head that it ate. Um a hand it was foot. the last of its species, which was very sad. I love um, it. But he was very cute, and even today, when I think about Flight of the Navigator, that's the one creature I think of more than anything else. Even more than like the, the whatever the one uh, Max is that the, the name of the robot. Is that thing the thing? robot's
0: name? The robot's first like that's what the first image that pops in my head. But I can't remember his name. Yeah,
2: I thought it was Max or something. But yeah, yeah, the the little bat gerbil is the <laughs> is gerbil. the first thing I think of. <laughs> Uh, but again, Hilarious. big eyes and, you know, cool. I, the, the design was really cool with like the, I don't know, chameleon foot kind of thing that it hung from uh, from the branch. I don't know. You're cool. describing
0: it in ways that have never occurred to me. I, but just they wonderful. all make sense, right? It's so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah.
2: Classic movie. Yeah. I mean, the movie is actually not that great when you go back and watch it as an adult. But a lot right. of the creature design and things like that are really good.
0: I mean, it was an early 80s movie, right? First half Isn't of the it? 80s. I don't think
2: it was 80s. I think it was 90s. Was it? Feels like it <laughs> Does it? I mean, sure, yeah. I guess some of the spirit is there for that. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But Ray.
1: Okay. So I'm going to go with TV this time, and I'm going to talk about the one thing on my list that's not like furry, and that's the Adipose from Doctor Who. It is from a uh, 10 episode, uh, 10 it. And he's with uh, Catherine Tate's character. And there's this new pill that people are taking for weight loss. You take it at night. And when you wake up in the morning, you are visibly smaller. Like you've lost weight while you're sleeping. (laughs) Right. Here's the thing. Somebody took too much and just like dissolved into little fat creatures. The fat creatures are the Adipose, and they are cute little chunks of white fat with big eyes and uh, a cute little mouth, and you're only supposed to take, like, one pill, so you lose one little fat guy. <laughs> but, yeah, your fat falls off and becomes sentient, and it's really silly. It's it's just...
0: It yeah. sounds terrifying. I don't <laughs>
1: No, no, the adipose are really cute. Google it right now; they're adorable. I'm, I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'll, I'll look. I'll look later.
1: <sighs> I'll show you a picture. Yeah, I love the adipose. They're hilarious. Okay,
0: okay, so your turn, Derek. My turn. Yeah. You know. All right. Um, so I'm going to throw this one out there because I, I doubt this is on anybody else's list, but I always really loved them and thought they were great. And it's Station from Bill and Ted. Ugh. No? No. You don't like station? <laughs> they're not cute. I always really liked them. I thought they were really cool and fun and adorable and I hope they return for the third movie. But no, Ryan's giving me a weird yeah. look too. Just I'm me? Good. Okay. All right. A little out there for that one. So, why
1: do you think they're cute?
0: I, something about like the the way their heads are shaped and everything, it's the really big mouths and stuff and just like the fact that they're like kind of connected to each other, but they're like super highly intelligent and I don't know. There's something about them that I always thought was really cool. Yeah, the adipose, that's kind of creepy. It's like a living potato.
2: (laughs) I've seen (laughs) seen crushies of them before, so I knew what they were, but I didn't know the backstory.
1: Yeah, it's whatever, you guys.
2: (laughs) All right, Ryan. All right. I'm going to go with one that's probably a little controversial because I don't know if it falls right into our our description here. Um, Johnny Five from Short Circuit.
0: So, he was on my list if we were going to include those of the technological
2: nature. Yeah. The robots. Yeah. I mean, he's sentient, so it's... All right. You know, I don't know. I kind of felt like he was more of a creature than he was just like a standard robot.
1: No, you guys are good. Do your thing.
2: Um, But, I mean, as a kid, again, he was... Big eyes, right? you get that? Yeah. But... Um, He was just super easy to connect with. He wanted to learn everything. He was cute and he was funny and, you know, uh, I don't know. He had all these sayings that worked really well and it was just one of my favorite 80s movies and... He is awesome, and I, w- and I wish to this day that I would have a life-size Johnny 5, because he's really cool.
1: Well, you kind of do, since John goes by that.
2: And that's true. I would just go for, like, a nice model at this one point. One of the ones that they know? had in the second one that was, like, a little toy of him.
0: Yeah, like, I don't, like at least that would be
2: something. I know? think if I was going to get a full-size one, then I would want it to be the this the two version with, like, the spikes and the <laughs> spike bandolier and the mohawk.
0: Yeah, Oh man, I never even, like, the Los Locos version. Definitely one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, and I never had a single toy. I don't even remember seeing they didn't toys. really make toys of them. I don't think I'm sure they existed, but so it's a waste like that would have been so cool to have that. They had them as
2: toys in the movie. Like, right. Yeah, I'm sure there was some licensing deal where they couldn't do it or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's Probably. definitely one of my favorites in chat. They're
0: saying that NECA should make some. I agree. I think NECA would make a great one. Yeah, right. It's one, one of their higher quality action figures.
1: Mm-hmm. Ray? I'm going to do something a little more recent, and I'm going with Toothless from How Aww. to Train
2: Your I have Dragon. That on my list, too. That's cute. Thanks to my girlfriend, because right? she loves Toothless.
1: He is absolutely adorable. I am super like i i want that pet want i've only that seen dragon. the first
2: one but he was very cute in the first one and even he's... in the previews for this newest one where he's like doing the mating dance yeah. for the, uh for the girl yeah i thought that was funny oh
1: that is straight up Derek and i's relationship like i am toothless he's the creeped out light fury
0: but we make yeah. it work. That tracks.
2: Know? We make it work.
1: I mean, they made it work in there. We can did make, they?
2: Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Yeah,
1: and they have babies. The movie's been out for a year, guys. Okay, like I didn't get a chance to see it. <laughs> yeah,
2: me either.
0: Rude.
1: Build a bear actually ruined it for me because they were uh, like, "Now in stock," and they have the babies. I'm like, "Damn it!" Bummer. <laughs> but they all look like little Dalmatian dragons. <laughs> it's adorable. All right, Derek. <laughs>
0: Okay, so just to kind of support Ryan here a little bit, I'm going to pick one off my list that was a little more robot-y, and it's the Fix-It's from Batteries Not Included, the little flying robot dudes. I don't really remember them, to be honest with you. Um, Again, not like an amazing film, but I loved it as a kid, and they're the cutest little robots. It was like if Close Encounters was cute. Because Close Encounters isn't cute, no. right? Mm-hmm. It's like a cute version of Close Encounters in a way. And they're just these cool little robots. They were different shapes. and They'd fly around. And if those were toys, I would have them with my Johnny Five. And they would have gone on so many adventures. And it's sad, but they were wonderful. The adventures young Derek could have had. I know, right?
1: <laughs> he was robbed of a good childhood.
0: I know. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing, too. I had to make do with all my Ninja Turtles and Star Trek action oh, figures, G.I. G.I. Joe's, Hollyo's, Transformers, but... you know.
1: All the ones that Dan didn't break.
0: Look, I still never got a Megazord, and that still bothers me, so.
1: We got a Funko Pop Megazord, okay? <laughs> it's like, close the enough. same. It's not the same. Uh... It transforms. I will no, wait,
0: never yeah, compete with his nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nope. Ryan, what's your next one? Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I know Derek doesn't love dogs on this list, but uh, Lockjaw from Inhumans. Uh, the show was not good. Nope. Um, But Lockjaw was by far, even in the trailer, like the standout. And in the show, they didn't have the budget to support his CG very much. But when he was in it, he was great. He was super cute, huge. If you haven't seen it, he's like a, basically a huge bulldog that can teleport anywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's great. And they made him get injured in like the first episode, so that they didn't have to do CG on him, and they had an excuse for him to be like. Well, that's why away they cut Medusa's everything. hair. Yes, so they exactly. didn't have to
1: do her CGI anymore.
2: Yeah, but Lockjaw was great, and not not great enough to watch the show for. But uh, <laughs> but if you happen to watch the show, he was definitely the highlight and the cutest part. He
1: does sound
2: cute. He's cute in the comic books yeah. too. I mean, just all around, he's a cute character. But
1: yeah. I agree. It's
2: the only place he's been on screen, so
1: true. Okay, so let's see here. This may be controversial because I know a lot of people hate them, but I'm going to go with porgs. Those, really? Okay. Yeah, those little guys are so cute. I got my little porg stuffed animal, and I love that they were a, a like a creation because they had they couldn't move the puffins, so That's they a cool had story. to incorporate them into the movie somehow. And we got porgs and yes, The Last Jedi was filled with too much of them. But
0: Chewie ate one. Yeah, well, that was he, the best part. He cooked one anyway.
1: It was really cool because, like, that's that's how it is. Like, animals eat animals. Like, stuff happens. But
0: well, yeah. So you think they're cuter than the Ewoks? Yes. Do you think they're cuter than our little baby Yoda friend? No. Okay. I'm baby
1: Yoda curious. tops the porgs.
2: We haven't talked about Baby Yoda yet. So, yeah,
0: that's true. So, I was used a
2: slot on their list for him. No, no.
0: Okay. All right. So, next up then on my list, I'm going to go um, with an animated one. And that's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Oh,
2: he's cute. Never seen it. Uh,
0: that movie's actually really fun. It's a very different kind of Disney movie, it even has a slightly darker edge to it. Than a lot of the Disney animated stuff, but Stitch is such a crazy out there, fun character that I mean, it's something you clearly, at least especially back then, could not have done live action and had it work. Maybe today with the way CGI is, has advanced, you could do it now. But back then it had to be animated and it's wonderful. And if you haven't seen Lilo and Stitch, I actually think it's one of the better Disney animated films. So I like it. Cute. So Stitch. Yeah.
2: Ryan.
1: Stitch is adorable.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to stick on the uh, dog bandwagon (laughs) because apparently all I think is cute is dogs. Is it the the
1: weirdo alien from Evolution?
2: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Uh, No, but it could be.
0: The cast of Homeward Bound. Better be on your Uh, list.
2: Crypto from uh, Titans because, listen, when when he jumps up and grabs a missile in midair and redirects it back at the person that shot it, I literally stood up and cheered because that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and he's underused, but he's a really cool character. In the comics, he's awesome. And, um, you know, the idea of it being a, basically a Kryptonian dog is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's executed well, uh, well, where a lot of things aren't in that show. But um, Crypto is executed very well, I think. Maybe worth the price of admission.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> all right
1: uh all right i'm gonna go for a classic i'm gonna say ludo from labyrinth okay he's he's my favorite character not the fire gang no not the fire gang not sir didymus you don't like, not you don't hoggle like characters not even the body aloe Worm. <laughs> no
2: the aloe worm is pretty close up there for that me is, yeah ludo but
1: have a nice cup of tea no ludo's great i i love big hairy things
0: she's looking at me for those at home
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he is is hairy if you haven't seen him kind and helpful and i constantly replay his lines in my head especially the smell
2: bad (laughs) that was pretty good impression (laughs) that just happened that's our clip for
0: (laughs) it might be i'm just gonna mark that down
2: Yeah, Ludo's great. I mean, really, you can pick a lot of the characters from Labyrinth, and they're great. You could pick cute. like all the goblins. The they goblins, even though the they're weird looking, the worm, the worm yeah, is cool. The yellow worm is. Yellow worm, you thing, know, yeah. it, the fire gang. If they weren't taking their own heads off, were pretty cute. <laughs> but uh, you know, there was a lot in that movie that was cute. And so, yeah. I, mean, there, yeah. but I mean, Ludo was probably the cutest. Honestly, and Ser Didymus was great too. Right. Yeah.
1: Honestly, there wasn't a ton of individual characters or creatures but every single one of them made their mark yeah you know?
2: yeah and you remember them i mean even if you Absolutely. don't remember their names you definitely remember the characters yeah. the hands, whether they the scarred knockers, you the, or whether the talking you talking
1: know. walls yeah
2: yeah that's true the, the door knockers you know
1: the hands were like the scariest thing in the movie for me and i still to this day don't understand why she chose down
2: they uh Who chooses down they have those hand walls on display at the, or at least they did, at the puppetry Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta. I got to see them That's in real life. Really That's really cool. Neat. It's just as creepy in real life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Stuff of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Your turn, Derek.
0: Well, so that was our five. That was five right there. Yeah. Did you, um, normally we just do five. Or we want to end the podcast we early, we do more? We have. We could do more. Okay. Like, well, let's keep going then. All right. So have... I'm going to throw one out there. I don't even remember, like, know if it had a name. Okay, but. It's from Men in Black, the first one. It's the little alien squid baby that oh,
1: I love the Jay squid delivers baby.
0: on the side of the road at Big the, in the highway. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Totally, but like it was
1: just tentacles and baby puke.
0: Yes, but <laughs> it was incredible and adorable. The special effects back then were just amazing, mm-hmm. and it looked fantastic. And uh, yeah, part of so what made Men in Black special enough
2: to believe it just came out of an alien vagina, just slimy enough. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know.
2: I'm waiting to see how you finish this. No. You started something, now you have to no, finish it. No, I'm
1: good. I'm just going to drop <laughs> okay. it, guys. I don't owe you anything. I thought we were about to get a new cliff. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One's enough, guys. Come enough. on. All Your right. turn, Ryan.
2: <laughs> Whoa, what was that <laughs> <know>. My God. <laughs> uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh- <laughs> Great. Like, not necessarily traditionally cute, but no, through his not. personality that develops throughout the movie, he he was uh, a lovable character mm. and, um, yeah, memorable. You know, just, no, that's wonderful. Yeah, he's he was fun to watch. Everything he did on screen was just great. And, yeah.
0: I'm going to do a little plug. Uh, Kaiju Curry House, which is one of our sibling shows on the Heroes Podcast Network, did a full in-depth discussion on that movie a few months back. That's funny. Is he a kaiju? Yes, he is a strange beast. So there you go. They use the more loose definition of strange beasts, so they can cover things like Bigfoot and Loch Ness and even like tremors, things like that.
1: Otherwise all... they'd only have two episodes. Uh, you know, <laughs> Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim two.
0: Well, you get all the Godzilla movies, oh, yeah. the whole Toho collection, you know, but uh,
1: four episodes. All right, there's a
0: lot of of it's the Toho. It's a joke, it's the a joke, it's the a Toho verse. All right. Ray. Can't take a joke. All
1: right. So there are a lot of cute little things in Harry Potter. But I think the cutest one for me was in the first Fantastic Beast movie, the Niffler.
0: I have him. yeah,
1: I loved that little greedy bastard, and it, he was he was just so cute and fun. The bow truckle was a close second. I really Which liked him. That, one? that was the little stick, the leaf stick thing that he kept on him at all times. And he sold to that Ron Perlman character <laughs> for some reason. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: Right? No sad. I hope we don't review Beast the next had, one. No, we're not going to. Okay. I hope
0: yeah. I don't have to see the next one.
1: But Fantastic Beast has a lot of really cool stuff in the background. I love that Kelpie water horse thing that he rides. But the Niffler was, was the just best great. part. I think
2: when we reviewed both of the movies, the best mm-hmm. part we all agreed was the different creatures, and yeah, you know, nothing they, else in the movie was yeah. really worth a crap. Yeah. It was
0: the Fantastic Beast part. Exactly, that was the
2: actually big good.
1: Chinese lion dragon at the beginning of mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. one is so cool, mm-hmm. and the weird psychic cats at the end. Like, they have such great creatures, and it's just you know. The movie's about Grendelwald. It's not about any of the creatures anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, the Niffler.
0: Awesome. Okay, so uh, next up on my list, then, is the minor children creatures from Galaxy Quest.
1: Oh, my. Those were not cute. But they were
0: cute. That was the whole point, is that they were cute, and it lures them in, and then when they think they got you all, the teeth come out. And they're so they're adorable at first. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, if you really sit down and think about the Tribbles, they're not so cute because they'll eat everything and kill all of you and destroy your ship. OK, but they look really cute. And the miners in Galaxy Quest look really cute until they're about to eat you. That's fair. So they're cute and they're on my list.
1: OK, that's fine.
2: OK. Um, I'm going to say Slimer from Ghostbusters. Not Aww. necessarily like traditionally cute. Probably if I'm going to go for pure cuteness, the real Ghostbusters version is probably oh yeah the better choice.
1: You mean the High C
0: version? Yeah, the High C, the <laughs> Ecto
2: Cooler version. But uh, you I know, mean, there's somebody out there that
0: that saw Ghostbusters and was like, hey, look, it's the High C guy. You know, probably. there's somebody
2: <laughs> that hurts me. just like the Michelin Man is apparently the same thing as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man <laughs> because they're both white.
0: When I was a kid, I thought they were the same because we didn't have Stay Puff marshmallows, so I thought they were the same.
2: Okay. That's sad. I'm sorry for you. Your childhood is getting worse and worse as this goes on. It's just different than yours, right? The
1: Michelin Tire people are the same people that give out Michelin stars to restaurants and nobody questions it.
2: <laughs> okay. I wonder if they do it in exchange for free tires. <laughs> Or food, or food, yeah. Uh, but no, even even the live action Slimer is kind of. I mean, he has his own appeal. He has a butt, yes. which is weird. It's a lot a of people don't really notice that. But like, he had a butt in the original sculpt that they used in the movie. There's That's like a hilarious. clear, there's like crack. A clear crack and cheeks. I mean, he's really he's. You thought that halftime show had a lot of booty, Slimer? <laughs> Slimer would give them both a run for their money. That's hilarious. So, yeah, Slimer.
1: All right. Uh, I got to do it, guys. I got to go fizz gigs. Fizz... How have we not talked about fizz I gigs? I know, yet? right? Okay. So, Dark Crystal and the Dark Crystal show Age of Resistance has. Uh, there. There's only one fizz gig in the first movie, but in the show, there's a couple of them. And so, you know, the fizz gig is not a name, it's a species. Species.
2: species. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was something. <laughs>
1: You kind of sounded like Sean Connery.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're basically rolling balls of fluff, and they have and teeth. like eight layers of teeth, and they're they're a
0: triple with a mouth.
1: Yeah, and they scream, and one's got an eye patch. It's a whole thing.
2: Why does he have an eye patch? I want to know Who that made story. That eye patch. For I want. Him.
0: If they're gonna do a prequel, that's the one I want to see. You want, a, you want the
2: Fizz Gig Tales? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lena Headey's character made him his eye patch after he sacrificed himself. In battle for her or something like that. Oh, really? They had a really like intense master pet relationship, and that's true. He, like he really was dedicated to her.
2: It's just a weird, yeah. Thing. But yeah, I don't know. That would be a good prequel. If make my, it an animated one. That would be even better.
1: Uh, if my dog went after somebody and You'd lost her, an her eye, eye, yeah, yeah, I would take care of her. I would make sure you that she's just good.
2: Buy her a dog eye patch.
1: I mean, I'm a cosplayer. So it's the least I could do for <laughs> But no, the Fizz gigs are fantastic. They have emotion, unlike tribbles. Yeah, and <laughs> while we're on
2: Dark Crystal, we should probably, you know, give a shout out to the old Landstriders, too. Yes. You know, not a- cute for, not everybody's definition of cute. No, they're a little creepy. But, uh, you know, they, they're they still pretty. I think they're cute. They're I don't cute. Know. The golflings
0: are adorable. Yeah. The Podlings
2: are the adorable. But I put them as like. You
0: don't like the Podlings? I like so like I like I hop.
2: I like Hup a lot. Was disappointing. Wrong with Derek. I
0: don't
1: know.
2: I love. You're the sleeping pod on legs. the couch tonight, Derek. That's my direction for you. I have never you.
0: had that
1: much control in our no, relationship. No, but I'm, I'm
2: telling you right now, I'm giving you that level of control. You're doing it.
1: <laughs> um, and then of course I really like um, not uh, Lore. Lore. Oh yeah, Lore was yeah. cool. Lore was adorable. Lore's a new edition from the Netflix mm-hmm. show.
2: If you haven't watched it. A giant yeah. stone creature. Uh it's they did a really good job having it show emotion and things like that despite not having like any kind of a face. Yeah. Really. That's true. Um so yeah. Yeah, I okay. agree. Dark Crystal has some good characters. Similar to Labyrinth. Like yeah. there's uh, yeah. a lot of characters that qualify.
1: All right. This is probably our last round. So last round? Yeah. Last All right. round.
0: So then I'm just gonna pick so I had one one puppet on, on my list. He's a Muppet.
1: It's really difficult to not choose the entire Jim Henson run. It know? is
0: really hard. So I, I limited myself to one and it's Gonzo because Gonzo always been my favorite. I love Gonzo. I think he's fantastic. And I also think he's adorable. So Gonzo is my last pick.
1: All right. So do you have another one? Because I feel like we should all say our, our cutest Muppet and our cutest Sesame Street character.
0: Do I have another? Okay, yeah, like
1: another entry. Like, okay, so what? Okay, who do you think is your cutest Sesame Street character?
0: Um, from Sesame Street, yeah, I mean, Grover. Okay, I think would probably be my favorite because Oscar is always my favorite, but he certainly—I don't know—he he's really cute, so I think I gotta go with Grover. Okay,
1: sounds good. Yeah, and do you have?
0: Uh, something else from my list yeah. aside from the, like if we're going to those two. Okay, so if we're gonna do those two, then um, uh, I think I'm gonna go with I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there and it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, right. Baby Yoda is pretty amazingly adorable and um, you know, very front and center in in, in The Mandalorian. So
1: it's okay. actually really impressive that they were able to create a puppet that had so much emotion. As well as not overuse him to the point where he became like a gimmick, like he stayed a good part of the show for the entire time without being overused or just straight up, you know, this is only here for merch. Which I feel is a problem with Star Wars. I think they made him
2: for just merch. I never felt like that. Like, obviously, it's a plus, but.
0: If they did, if that was what that was, there would have been toys for this holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But they wanted to keep it a surprise more than sell the toys. Mm -hmm. Which
1: is not like The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was basically a Pokemon movie.
2: It's true.
0: All right, Ryan. So I guess who's your your the cutest Muppet, cutest Sesame Street character,
2: and then the one more that you had on your list? The cutest Muppet. Uh, probably Kermit. I'm just going to go out there and Aww. Kermit. Kermit's always been the classic for me since Fair. he was Jim Henson, essentially, as a Muppet. Yeah. Um, And then Sesame Street character, it's going to be Oscar the Grouch, of course. I love Oscar. I mean, is he cute? Maybe not traditionally, but neither are Lance Riders from Dark Crystal. It uh, doesn't mean I can't find him cute. And, right. uh, you know, I obviously identify with him in a few different ways. But um, but the only one I actually have left on my list that we haven't talked about is uh, Baby Groot. Oh, oh wow. The of the galaxy yeah. yeah. Baby Groot. Yeah. I mean, he was more possibly to sell merch specifically, yes. but uh, he was still very cute. And, ever, you know, uh, that one. Uh, bit at the end of guardians of the galaxy set him up you know people were mad that there was no merch out and then disney had to rush a bunch of merch out for that holiday season mm-hmm. i'm sure you guys remember that and uh you know when the second movie came out it kind of became distracting that he, you know right i don't know it, 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 there were reasons that he should have grown up and then he hadn't yet and whatever but uh yeah so that's why the straight. two movies
0: take place like two months apart The scene (laughs)
1: with the bomb is hilarious oh yeah yeah
2: that's a classic scene yeah
1: it's my favorite baby group moment
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good one all right ray
1: okay so favorite or cutest muppet i would have to say rolf like he's a puppy and i i love that most of the time he's like this serious or kind of laid-back musician and then Every once in a while, he remembers he's a dog, and he has dog <laughs> tendencies. So. And then favorite Sesame Street character is Big Bird. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved Big Bird. And when Carol Spinney died, that was really tough for me. But I loved him. And then lastly, the cutest thing I've seen and the creature that I most want to befriend is Appa. From Avatar, The Last Airbender. I was
2: disappointed we had time for this. I didn't think we were, I thought we had to cut it off. No,
1: no, no.
0: I, well, I thought it was odd that you hadn't picked him really early on. So,
1: Appa is a six legged flying bison who can control the air around him. And he has a cute little arrow pattern on his face. And he, everybody
2: has has an arrow pattern on their face in that show.
1: Two people
0: two it's only the those Airbanger are the only tribes. two things
2: i know from that show so Dude, clearly so weird
1: Dude. you'd actually like the show i probably like, would very i good. have no reason
2: why i haven't watched it no good reason
1: <laughs> so yeah appa's wonderful he has dog-like mannerisms and he's just a really good friend uh the saddest episode i think is appa's lost days in season two He gets split from the gang and it's incredibly heartbreaking all right
0: so on that lovely note um, (laughs) so that's it those are our favorite creatures yes on screen cutest 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 creatures on screen sorry you're right you're right cutest um so i guess let us know what some of yours are you can hit us up at screen heroes pod on twitter of course. Um, and next week we will be reviewing Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. The new DC film starring Margot Robbie and several other people. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go down the list. But because uh, it's got a good cast. It does. Yeah. Um, Ryan. How can people find you? Oh my gosh. On the Internet. I'm going to make them talk. They can find me on the Internet.
1: It's true.
2: All right. Fine. Ray, go ahead. Okay. Do your thing, Rachel. This is what we hired you for.
1: (laughs) Ryan's at Buster Props. Derek is at the Star Trek Dude. I am at Siren Ray. The Heroes Podcast can be found at heroespodcast.com, including Screen Heroes themselves, at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. And, of course, we have a Patreon. Now we have a new tier where uh, you can get ad-free episodes of uh each show um on the same day that the ad filled episodes are released so
0: sometimes even a little early
1: sometimes a little early yeah so that's pretty cool check that out help us going got cool stuff coming up panels at planet comic-con so woo! join us we're out we'll see you next week